0: Hello and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast brought to you by Advisorpedia. In this series, we interview innovators from across the financial services industry to help you understand who they are, what they do, and why that matters to you and your clients. And now, please join your host, Doug Hickenon.
1: Hello and welcome to the podcast. Women control a third of the US household financial assets today, more than 10 trillion. And $30 trillion more is expected to shift into the hands of the U.S. women over the next three to five years. That's a really big number. Today, we've invited Melissa Brandt, who's the Vice President of Annuity and Funds Management Marketing at Lincoln Financial Group, to talk about this shift and how advisors can prepare. Welcome, Melissa.
0: Thank you for having me, Doug.
1: Let's start with you. You had great relationships with your mother, your grandmother, and your great-grandmother over the years. Tell us a little bit what you learned from them.
0: Yeah, thanks. So these women really were a demonstration of hard work, very strong willed, big personalities, strong opinions, caregiving um, came second nature, come second nature, always providing for people, their friends, their family, their neighbors just very focused on um, giving the next generation an even better quality of life than they had. And, you know, without hesitation, I can say that my work ethic, my growth mindset are the attributes that I've learned and taken away from the relationships that I have uh, with my mother and then I had with my grandmother and great grandmother.
1: What did you observe over the years about their relationship with the financial aspect of the family dynamic? Did you see it evolve over the passing down of generations?
0: Yeah, so let me let me start by by sharing. Um, my great grandmother lived a long and fulfilled, healthy life uh, until she passed away at the age of one hundred and four. She lived independently on her own until just a few months before. Uh, she passed. So uh, above all else, it's it's the need to be prepared for uh, longevity. She was blessed with 12 children, all of which shared in the ownership of caring for her as she aged throughout the years, but she did not have any supplemental long-term care insurance, nor did she have an annuity to provide her with a stream of supplemental income throughout her life. Um, but again, luckily for her, it was her children who provided her with anything that she needed to support her well-being, including her financial security. And so, when you fast forward a few generations, um, my mother has become very focused on the importance and value of having a financial advisor and a plan. And you know, that provides me personally with a level of comfort. I will always be there to take care of her and my parents as they age, but knowing that she's thinking about her financial security and taking an active role in preparing for her future, um, that really takes some of the pressure and burden and worry away from me personally.
1: I talked at the top about the change in the control of household assets that's going to happen in the next three to five years. I think it's worth repeating those numbers. And how do you think advisors should think about that opportunity?
0: yeah you I mean you mentioned it. according to the Alliance for Lifetime Income Research, women control ten trillion in assets, which is a third of all total u s. household assets today. And if that's not already sizable enough, over the next three to five years, it's estimated that thirty trillion is expected to shift into the hands of u s women. So, the economic strength of women cannot be overlooked, and the opportunity size now is quite large and is going to grow up exponentially um, in just a few short years. So, so that has to be um, that has to be a focus and can, cannot be um, emphasized enough.
1: So, how should advisors think about this as they're planning for their clients in this transition?
0: Yeah. So. You know, first, recent, recent Alliance for Lifetime Income research cited that less than half of women know how to make their money last in retirement. And to add to that, only two in five women, or, or 41%, say they know how to protect themselves from something like inflation risk. Yet when you ask women what their major concerns are, cite inflation as a major financial concern. And furthermore, women tend to be more risk-aware than their male counterparts. They trade far less frequently. They are less likely to choose speculative investments. And they, generally speaking, keep a more long-term perspective. So financial professionals should consider how to prioritize a conversation, for example, about the impact that inflation can have, not just on their daily living expenses, but on the impact that it can have on their retirement and income plans. So discussions around strategies that can help protect their accumulated wealth from market loss. Women want to feel emotionally secure about their financial health. So this presents a huge opportunity for financial professionals to help them do that.
1: One of my favorite advisors insists on planning for every one of his clients, no matter what, to live to a hundred. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. So Americans and and specifically women are living longer than ever. In fact, five point three years longer than men on average, according to the t- CDC. And age 80 is just the average. My my great-grandmother, as I mentioned, lived 24 and a half years beyond that. And here's an interesting um, point. In 2021, there were nearly 90,000 people living that were over 100 years of age. And an overwhelming 85% of them were female. It's increasingly important. To plan to live to 100. And so prioritizing conversations around developing an income plan that can go the distance is not only critical, but in my mind, um, table stakes. Helping clients and everyday Americans, and specifically female clients, plan to live decades in retirement needs to be a part of an advisor's playbook.
1: What's the most important attribute women value in a financial professional?
0: Yeah. So, so women want to feel connected with their financial professional. They want to be listened to. They want to feel heard. They want to feel understood. Communicating with the intent to connect should be every financial professional's goal when working with their clients. But I just want to underscore the importance of this when working with their female clients specifically. And according to um, McKinsey Research, Women are more likely than men to switch advisors if they don't feel like they have that personal connection. When they take over financial decision-making for a, house- for a household, they typically seek out new wealth management relationships to better suit their needs. And In fact, 70% of women switch to a new financial institution within a year of their spouse's passing. So it's important for financial professionals to take the time to listen to women's wants, their needs, their goals, if they want a legitimate shot at preventing those assets from leaving their practice.
1: What are the most important areas that an advisor can assist women and gain their trust? Maybe you can give me three.
0: Yeah. So, so first, a, a financial professional that demonstrates the willingness to take the time to educate them in a way that meets them where they are in terms of their knowledge and their understanding of the situation and of the various topics. That that I'd say is number one. Secondly, actively listening to what they as the client have to say and also in how they are feeling um, is, is equally as important. And then third, uh, the act of just Communicating with them with a regular cadence um, cannot be overlooked. I'm actually going to throw another fourth one in here for you, and that's really the importance of being transparent, transparent about everything, including the compensation they're getting um, in their role as their financial professional, and and really, Doug, you know, all of this doesn't need to be complicated. Some easy ways to demonstrate active listening could be taking notes um, while their client is talking or through intentional responses, perhaps summarizing or repeating things that they mentioned during their conversation or maintaining strong eye contact and positive you know, body language. These feel seemingly obvious, I know, but it's surprising how often these things um, can be overlooked. And at the end of the day, it's about establishing a trusted relationship. So, by prioritizing attributes that build trust, they can help strengthen and reinforce a positive and satisfying relationship with their client. And again, particularly those um, female clients, based on what we know um, as most important to them.
1: What about the income issue? That seems to be one of the scariest topics and of utmost importance when. Talking about a longevity plan.
0: Sure. Yeah. Let, let's let's create a baseline by first acknowledging some of the facts. So we know that life expectancy has been on a steady rise. And we also know that women on average live longer than men. Yet recent Alliance for Lifetime Income Research tells us that, that less than half of women actually know how to make their money last through retirement. We've also seen through research from LIMRA, which cites that women are becoming much more interested in guaranteed lifetime income with that interest actually increasing 63% over the past five years. So the female market segment is in the highest demand and need for income strategies that provide continuous and lifetime income. So when you combine that need with the rising appetite that they have with 63% showing more interest, alongside of the fact that women control one third of total US household financial assets, not only is longevity and income planning important, it would be you know, an enormous missed opportunity for a financial professional's business to not engage their female clients in discussions around the value of lifetime income
1: let's bring it back to you guys. How does Lincoln help? I mean, you guys have been around for over a century.
0: Yeah, Dan, thanks for asking. So Lincoln offers a broad portfolio of options that offer various levels of asset protection, growth potential, protected income for life. And we understand that no two investors are alike. And therefore, it is our mission to equip our financial professionals with diverse protection options so that they can tailor fit uh, a strategy based on the unique needs of their clients. And in fact, I'll tell you with 2022, Lincoln offered more product choice than any other top 10 annuity carrier in the industry, according to Wink. And I share that not really you know, to, to toot our own horn, but really to underscore how committed Lincoln is to providing income protection to everyone. Uh, um, But again, I'll I'll say, you know, Lincoln offers a continuum of products across fixed, indexed, and variable annuities with protected lifetime income. We are committed to offering choice. And ultimately, uh, Doug, we believe it is our responsibility to ensure that everyone understands the value, importance, and the role um, that protected income through annuities plays as a component um, of a plan.
1: Melissa, this has just been fabulous. We are going to have to have you come back.
0: It was a pleasure, Doug. Thank you so much for having me.
1: To learn more about Lincoln Financial Group, please visit lincolnfinancial.com. Please follow us for timely updates on Twitter, or X, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everyone at Advisorpedia, our producer, Julia Smolin, our engineer, Tori Miller, and the Power Your Advice podcast team. This is Doug Heikenden.